How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going today, Dave? It's going good. I slept in for a Saturday. I mean, Thursday. I mean, that's... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're recording this Thursday during the work Thursday day. morning. Uh, sorry, work. Not that important right now. Uh-huh. Um, no, actually, actually Saturday. You know, a little bit of a makeup episode, but I'm glad you're doing well. I know sleeping in is a little bit uh, uh, unusual for you, though. You're a bit of an early bird. Has that has that thrown you off at all? Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's very weird because... Uh, on a given day, like even like outside of work, like even if I had like PTO, it's like, oh, by like eight or nine ish. Okay. So then by like, you know, standard uh, white person in America, nine to five, I'm like, oh, morning time, nine ish, breakfast. Right. So I woke up today at like 1040 because I like checked my phone, went back to sleep, checked my phone, went back to sleep. Um. And now it's this time where it's like, hey, body's like, we kind of want that food thing. And I'm like, it is kind of close to lunch, though. So I don't. So I just had like a later breakfast. Yeah. And then I had like a brief forkful of like cold pasta and some other bullshit. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's throwing me for a loop because like I don't know when I'm supposed to have meals or do things now. Yeah. When does lunch happen if you have a late breakfast, right? Maybe like. 132 mm -hmm. exactly 132 i guess if you have like you can you can have like a lighter meal or something like that to kind of return ah, to normalcy nah, nah, no nah, 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 nah. <laughs> go for a all-in lunch lunch at ihop oh my all god you can eat dude. pancakes and i, I fucking soup. miss that so much Cause Cause be, yeah because uh back in the day uh, when we were younger and drank more hmm. Friday night would be the oh we'll get some people together have a party play some drinking games whatever and then like you crash in the morning you're like hey I want to sober up and you know add more calories to my weekend mm -hmm. oh let's go to like IHOP so right. like, you get some people in a car chilly morning uh, the most sober per everybody's sober at that point <laughs> somebody drives to IHOP um, good good cover <laughs> it was me i was the most <laughs> but then you get to order stuff like pancakes and syrup and bacon you're like hooray mm -hmm. do you not order syrup anyway uh, no it's usually provided at the table <laughs> <laughs> somebody's showing their white privilege all right uh, it was just like a nice like weekend spot to go to the thing it was timing it so like you didn't go there when the families you're like oh, hooray, we're done with whatever activity. We're going to go there as a huge group because mm -hmm. it would become pretty packed around lunch. Yeah. That's probably still the case. Did you ever do that with... I mean, I'm sure you went to IHOP with us at some point or like a diner. Yeah. Uh, I've gone to IHOP twice in probably the last 10 years. But I think you, you were probably at one of them, but I'm not 100% sure. Oh, there yeah, was I one died at one of the IHOPs. <laughs> yes, yeah, you you oversee it. Um, the one time we actually, it was back in like the first D and D campaign, and we incidentally ran into some other people like from college or something like that, like they're at the IHOP, and I was like, 
is this a thing? <laughs> uh, it was incredibly random. Um, and I went not that long ago after moving in. Uh, it was just like I, I had some time off. I think it was during the work week or, or, or maybe Saturday. Outside of busy hours entirely, there's almost no one else there. And we're like, pancakes. Pancakes are good. I like pancakes. Hot Do they call them hotcakes or flapjacks or just pancakes? They're hotcake. Uh, I think they legitimately call them pancakes. Um, okay, I'm getting it conflated with uh, McDonald's breakfast. Then M- McDonald's calls them hotcakes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's probably branding. I don't know how much IHOP has to pay to use pancakes as a moniker, but like it's in the name. <laughs> so unless they rename the actual restaurant, uh, they're probably going to continue to pay that. Um, I'm actually, I, I don't know exactly why that is. Why hotcakes instead of pancakes? I assumed it was like a regional term. Oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Damn, I'm good. That's funny. Hmm. But I mean, even if you go to like central Pennsylvania from like eastern Pennsylvania or like southeastern, just like a, some simple terms just change around. Or even yeah. like soda versus mm-hmm. pop or hoagies versus grinders yeah sprinkles and jimmies a lot of that stuff just changes pretty quickly mm-hmm. but it is pretty universally understood people might look at you like why are you calling it that but like they still know what you mean yeah quick google search apparently mcdonald's still calls them hot cakes because it was the more popular term in the 50s according to someone on reddit i'm not going to quote like, I'm not going to give them, I'm not going to attribute to them. That was me. That's where this <laughs> attribution is coming from. <laughs> I, I still call women hotcakes because that was a popular term used in the 50s. <laughs> in the 50s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if they get upset, you just tell them to reach out to your, your, your uh, PR department. And you're just like, all right, there you go. Um, same as McDonald's. Oh, it was Cora, actually. It's fine. I'm still not going to attribute it. Um, yeah, they're pretty good. Uh, have you ever had uh, pancakes without the um, leavening is the wrong word. Uh, what is the thing that makes the pancakes get fluffy? Um, it makes... Is that not a thing? This quick powder. I don't know. <laughs> All right. I'm going to find this. This is very specific. At some point, we'll get to the topic here. Also, is it, you're, is it you're asking powder? a Jew if he's had unleavened bread. <laughs> yes, I think yes, I, think yeah, I have. have. Okay, all right. Um, matzah, is it matzah? I think it's baking powder. I think you okay. get it without baking powder. But anyways, basically you get like super flat pancakes um, that are not like fluffy, but they taste delicious. Crepes? Like they're just super good. Yeah, but I guess it's, it's closer to a crepe, yeah. Have yeah, you ever had a crepe? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, I have no follow-up to that. That was just a, a random question. I will say, though, crepes kind of suck in comparison. Like, yeah. to be fair, it's a different thing. Like, pancakes are obviously big, fluffy. You smother them in syrup and other stuff. You can have fruit with it, but that's not usually the vibe. Yeah. Whereas crepes are lighter, powdered sugar fresh fruit like it's a lighter healthier type of dessert or food like it's not meant to be decadent and you're going to be comatose afterwards yeah as soon as i feel i hear lighter and healthier i'm out it's just like those are the two things i 
am not. So, you know, <laughs> you are what you eat. <laughs> I'm not light and healthy. <laughs> Lighter and healthier. So you should not putting any dressing on my salad is what you're saying. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> just greens. You just get greens. Um But yeah, food aside, glad glad you're doing alright. We can we can work our way through the uh late wake up uh adjustment here. Which is pretty normal for me. I, I usually wake up late, so it's Yeah, all I was good. gonna say when I messaged you today, you're like, I also just woke up. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. The surprising thing to me was that you woke up for sure, but um, or just woke up, I should say. So that I woke up. <laughs> I did, the assassin the plan failed. It did not work. <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> I don't know. Why I went into like a Salazar voice. Uh huh. Um, you say Salazar? Is this Salazar Slytherin or is this a different Salazar? Uh, Salazar from Resident Evil Four. Ah, okay. Not familiar with this character, but the only other name I've heard with Salazar is. Harry Potter. You should watch the Resident Evil 4 gameplay, but he's like a Napoleonic, at least for how he's dressed. He's also like a fairly short, but he has like a comically evil voice. And he Mm -hmm. always has like these schemes and machinations to kill Leon Kennedy. Mm -hmm. And he's usually like, I'm going to put him in a spike room and it's going to fall on him in four minutes. Anyway, I'm going to walk away and assume everything worked out. Right. Um, type of stuff like that mustache twirling so the villain is napoleonic whereas the protagonist is just leonic in this case i'll accept it that's it that's the episode all right (laughs) see you guys next time (laughs) um that's fair anyways today's episode is most anticipated episode of the season (laughs) we're still in season two i think um Listen, I will work on a video at some (laughs) point. I don't even know if that's... Maybe we should just treat that as the uh, official breakout point. It's like this is... Definitively, that's the reason we've been in season two. And not because we just filmed Incrementer. Just the text of season three on a notepad. Uh Ah, it's official now. It's very like... It's kind of Twilight-esque for me. It's just like, what season are you in? Two. How long have you been in season two? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, this episode is our year in preview. So this one kind of matches up nicely with our, our year in review. Um, so instead of looking back, here's our opportunity to look forward to the future of video games and talk about them. This is That's also it. the the optimism episode mm-hmm. for what things we think will go well in the coming year. Right. But then it, to borrow the Ferris Bueller quote, a man should not believe in isms. Man should only believe in himself. <laughs> right. Um, hmm, that's deep. We should have saved that for the end of the episode. The wise words for the year. That's all right. We, we can think of something else. Um, I'll, I'll steal something from Lorem Ipsum. Don't worry about it. Oh, that's good. <laughs> it's, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, so it, I, I would second that. And I would preface that, um, as is often the case, uh, games, particularly once we get to the ones that aren't guaranteed, they're not they're not guaranteed, but I would say set to release in a given month, those tend to be pushed back. Um, and I expect 
honestly, like half of the games I'm going to talk about to probably be pushed back. Oh, um, yeah. So that's great for us. Just means more content. We get to say like, hey, looking forward, like for every following year, be like Redfall is definitely coming out this year. Redfall. Love the skooma. Redfall. It'll um, be like Tunic where I talk about it uh, three times a year and then it comes out four years later. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Or Silk Song, right? Is Silk, so Silk Song is actually not even on this list. Do they not have? I, I want you to read. I want you to read our chat. Specifically, a message that I sent. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I'm going to find this in, in, in real time. I have you plebeian next to Silk Song. Because oh, it's I... on the fucking list. Oh, was it actually? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Uh, well, I missed over it. Uh, that's a good it's place to start, though. It's under H? Oh, Hollow Knight, yeah. Um, <laughs> they, at this point, they've given up. They're just so like, song, hey, parentheses, a Hollow Knight title. A Hollow Knight title, yeah. <laughs> Knives out. Um, yeah, you want to talk about Silk Song again? Oh my god, yeah. Um, I, w- I would love to see more trailers and more content from Team Cherry about this. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they have more stuff to share. It's just not at a point where they want to share it yet because they give a fuck about their product um mm. and they they want it to be as clean and tight as possible zing um but like they really do like they are a small team and they care very much about their passion project and hollow knight has done very well mm. um and i feel like they want to have their successor for it be something that actually lives up to the title instead of being like a yeah but i mean the holiday one was actually better type thing right or but, hmm? potential negative outcome they've still only made the trailer <laughs> they haven't they have not they developed haven't made anything. any of the gameplay <laughs> they've just hired a series of animators <laughs> yeah i mean people have done it i don't think that's the case though i think you're correct um and they Hollow Knight everything from the trailer i'd say looks pretty pretty cool as far as like what they're adding mechanically mm-hmm. yeah i mean i i don't want to say they should rest on their laurels i do want to see continued improvement and things like that but hollow knight hollow knight was just like mechanically a very sound game i don't think it takes a ridiculous amount of improvement to that formula to justify like another release this is not something that i would apply to all ips but like if it was more hollow Knight with some different moves more songs you know to add to a playlist then great that that would honestly be pretty good um but it seems like i would i would agree with you it seems like they're trying to continue the honestly the hardest part is probably the world building because they had like a bunch of questions and one of the things that made hollow Knight really interesting for me was like this is a lot deeper than I expected. No pun intended. Sorry for those I triggered about Deep Nest. Um, but like, that's what I want to see in Silk Song. Is there anything in particular you're looking forward to in Silk Song or a- questions you want to see answered? I'll be honest. I I love a good lore, but very much in the moment I will get. I always start out with the the machinations of oh, I'm going to figure stuff out. I'm going to, you know, put all these puzzle pieces together. And then I get so immersed in the game 
and lost in it that I forget to do that. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just watch 75 lore videos by Vadi Vidya, or in this uh-huh. case, Moss Bag. Um, and I like being along for the ride of realizing like what I experienced on a deeper level and being like shown that extra information. Mm-hmm. So no, I don't have any active questions. <laughs> um, That's but fair. I would like to just learn more about the world because it is really, really cool. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm also going to assume, going to assume that this happens after the events of Hollow Knight 1. Right. Yeah, I think that would be a much more interesting case. Okay, I'm like, actually going to propose. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's safe to assume at this point, just theory crafting, yeah. that depending on which ending they go with for canon, that we don't have to worry about the radiant infection anymore. Mm. So that won't be a part of it. Right. Yeah, no, that... I mean, that's the question, right? There is... There is depending on what you did in Hollow Knight and how much of the DLC you got through... Please load your save from Hollow Knight 1. <laughs> yes, right? It's, they do the Mass Effect thing. It's like, well, P- Pillbug died in episode one, so we're not going to load him in for episode two. Um, yeah. We'll see. Uh, if if it does indeed come out... So this is one of the ones that doesn't have a particular month. Um, unless I, I, I miss Saw. It still looks like it's just 2023. 20, I'm getting the head shake, so... To be announced for 2023. Yeah. Um, technically, I don't know if it was them or someone else, but um, they did miss uh, a deadline already in 2022 because of the blanket statement. All of the games that were shown here would be coming out. Um, what was that for? Oh, it was for 2023. Okay, well, yep. then they're, no, they're good. So all 2023. Excellent. Um, it was just a weird announcement. I guess it was for them because they kind of just were seen in a trailer and it's like by the way you're saying it comes out next year it's like yeah sure whatever we'll release it next year i guess um which isn't the most hyped up way to do it but you know what that's fine so uh on my list i know i i've got i've got a lot here i'm not going to take as much time as we did to talk about silk song because to be honest my investment in all of these games is not the same as silk song but Valid. Early in the year, <laughs> we've got uh, Dead Space. So January, that's this month for those that are listening in the present tense. Um, and if you're listening absolutely in the present tense, how'd you get in my basement? Um, but uh, uh, we talked about it recently, Dead Space 1. Very solid game. It holds up surprisingly well. Uh, what are you hoping they accomplish? Or what are you hoping they change or... What would make you play Dead Space coming out this month, I guess? If it's not released as a new game, like a dollar oh, game. <laughs> yeah. Like if it was like I'd say twenty dollars or cheaper, like even mm-hmm. thirty, maybe. Um, but like I have played it. I assume they're not gonna change anything mechanically about it. It's just going to be visually updated for everything. Right. Maybe they'll fucking take out the canon section, because that blows dick. And not mm. in a fun way. But really beyond that, like the gameplay is good. So just giving it a visual update after like a decade. Cool. Mm-hmm. I'd be happy. Yeah, I actually, I didn't even think about that, but that's a good angle to take here. I, I want to see remasters, not be full retail price games. Uh, 
and I would tell, tell I, Resident I'm, Evil that. Yeah. Well, yes. Uh, it's. Hmm. I haven't played most of Resident, Evil, so I don't know if I can jump in that. I don't know to what degree they made changes within the gameplay, but if Dead Space just has a visual update and it's a sixty or God forbid seventy dollar game, machine God forbid seventy dollar game, I'm not picking it up. So, no, I don't think you could change the mechanics too much and still have it be the same game. Yeah, like I know with they Resident Evil. <laughs> Like Resident Evil initially was like very janky and like you have, depending on which one you played, like certain hallways and it was very slow. Whereas now it's an active third person game. Mm-hmm. You can move around and stuff. I'm sure they added actual detail to certain areas, et cetera, et cetera. I think they've changed it enough to warrant it is a technically different game. Mm-hmm. Final Fantasy VII. Very Holy shit, like <laughs> that remaster is very much different from the original game. Mm-hmm. So like it justifies like that difference. Um, but yeah, I, it's hard for me to imagine what they would change in Dead Space to be like, all right, it's an entirely different thing, but still the Dead Space you're familiar with. I'm going to, I'm going to do this episode. I'm going to try to take a moonshot for each of these games, a mechanic that they're not going to introduce, but would be hilarious if they did for Dead Space. It's, one player plays through the game, same story, same whatever as Isaac, but it's online and another player will join as the necromorphs that are coming in through vents and stuff like that to screw with you just to mess up the experience just a little bit. You play an offline mode, very boring game. <laughs> yes, there are no enemies. <laughs> um, the other one that's coming up soon and I know a lot less about it than Dead Space, is Atomic Heart in February. Woohoo. Yeah. This one, I'm not sure if I'm even going to pick it up immediately at launch. It really is dependent on what the game actually is because I still don't know. (laughs) I mean, as far as I can tell, it's... It is Bioshock? Mm. And by that, I mean, like, you... You have powers... And you have weapons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're kind of exploring an old Russian factory of robots type thing. It seems interesting enough that I'm I'm invested to see where it goes. But it seems like a good continuation of something in that immersive sim space like Bioshock. Whereas some of the stuff I've seen as kind of like spiritual successors or continuers in the space of a dark soul such as lies of p which is like the the pinocchio fucking whatever okay or steel rising which is like the french revolution dark souls whatever Mm -hmm. they seem to be a lot more weirdly linear and not in the same actual spiritual successor Mm -hmm. space does that make sense it kind of does. And I'll be honest, I and maybe I'm missing details that have been posted somewhere, but I don't even know if Atomic Heart is like immersive sim, if it's a linear shooter, whatever. Because all of the trailers and things we've seen have been action shots. And the powers look Bioshock S. I'll I'll give you that. It's got definitely that that aspect to it, but I don't know what like the genre of game is beyond shooter, probably yeah. RPG. Like I'm not sure. Right. That's why I like when they have gameplay trailers. Like, give me that IGN 20 minutes to be like, ah, oh, yeah, 
instead of just a, a trailer, I'm like, let me let me guess based on this recorded footage. Mm-hmm. It's got the aesthetic, but I, the thing I would contrast this to that I talk about a lot is um, is Death Loop, where they definitely had the aesthetic trailers. Mm-hmm. Those were great. But you also were getting information about how the gameplay loop works. No pun intended. Um, whereas like the gameplay, the moment to moment gameplay beyond fighting the robots. I know nothing about Atomic Heart. So we'll see, I guess. Pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, do you want to pick one from your list? Uh, like a Dragon, Ishin mm-hmm. is more of a like a dragon not yakuza uh-huh. parentheses is, is yakuza um, yes. but it's going back to like i don't know if it's safe to say feudal japan mm-hmm. but more Sekiro crossover is the joke <laughs> more stuff like that i i enjoy those those games mm-hmm. i haven't played too many of them but the few i have i'm like this is entertaining and fun yeah. so i'd be curious to check that out I have a tidbit for it, which is apparently Yakuza is the English name for the series, but in mm-hmm. Japan it was always like a dragon. Um, so they're kind of unifying the naming scheme a little bit there. Ah, okay. Yeah. So, um, uh, what is the, uh, the? I was literally playing it recently. Is it just like a dragon? Yakuza like a dragon? Is that the one that I have? The. Uh, JRPG. Mm-hmm. Yakuza Like a Dragon. Okay. You playing that? I started. I, I got like through the first fight. I started it, but um, oh. we're getting there. I'm definitely still in tutorial mode. Oh. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, yeah, and then I played Yakuza Zero, and it's such a great series. Freaking love it um, from from what I played for sure. So uh, I I don't know if I would put this as a day one pickup for me. Given that you know, not, not a game day to go one. but it's definitely something I'll pick up once it's on sale. Um, particularly if it uh, continues to review really well, like they're just making good games. Yeah. So that's all good. Uh, now that we've talked about good games, the next one I don't know if it's going to be good or not. We have Sons of the Forest coming out in February. Um, longtime listeners will recall that we've done we've done an episode on the forest and it was one of the one of the few survival i would say the few survival crafting games that actually integrated story in a meaningful and engaging way um with way some to pitfalls sh- way to shoot <laughs> minecraft right in the kneecaps but whatever <laughs> they had to release other games to get the story for minecraft um but yeah, I mean, Sons of the Forest is their follow-up. Uh, what do you? What are your hopes and aspirations for this one? What I don't know how it? they're going to continue the story in a way where I'm like invested, right? Because again, like with Forest One, I had no idea that there was going to be a story mm-hmm. until like towards the very end of the game. I was like, "Oh shit!" Right? Like, oh, that's a nice twist, and that was interesting. But now with Forest 2, I assume it's after Forest 1, like a continuation. Uh-huh. But I know It would be weird have... if it's Sons of the Forest and it's a prequel, right? You're like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'll 
I'm my own grandpa, was it? Um, uh-huh. I know from the, the trailer, and like they have confirmed it that like you do have like helpful NPCs. Like there is a lady who has an extra arm and like carries multiple guns. Hmm. So I feel like they're ramping up a lot as far as the mechanics in the game, and they mm-hmm. did talk a little bit about increasing the animations for stuff. Right. So like if you're going to be crafting, it's not just like slapping all this stuff and like in a pile in a backpack and wow, like it's mm-hmm. actually going to be making it. Um, I'm sure visually it will be better as well. Um, but yeah, my my key thing will be: is it going to have a story or is it just going to be a survival crafting shooter mm-hmm. yeah it's just that i don't know if i would be too too engaged yeah i think there's almost been it's it feels really weird to say this uh but a drought of survival crafting games and i'll prefix this that i care about or a suffix this i care about like they never stopped being made i'm sure there's still so many on steam but like we really burned ourselves out on that genre it feels like and there are so many things to reference that need to be improved upon um in order to make like a modern current year survival crafting game that's worth playing compared to all of this other stuff that's out there it's like five dollars on steam or whatever um so they really have to i think they have to aim high here and do better than the first game for sure. But I wouldn't hate the idea of having a, you know, co-op multiplayer game that's engaging in the uh, first yeah. first couple quarters. The I really need more good co-op games. Because mm-hmm. every time I look through my library, I'm like, what games can I play with people? I'm like, 80% single player, like three multiplayer games. And the rest I can't talk about legally um, in mm-hmm. public. So, right. Because of the NDA. Yeah. Least. Yeah. That's fair. The non-disclosure um, ass. <laughs> um, the next one I have on my list, I'm just going to do two for every one you have because because I have a bunch of games. I'm not going to talk about it as much because we talk about the game a fair amount, uh, but Destiny 2 Lightfall also coming out in February. I have to mention this because... Um, I mean, at some point, we'll probably have Ian on. And if I don't diffuse it now, he's going to talk about it then. So we just got to cut it off at the root. Just kidding. Um, It looks interesting. uh, But I mean, I don't know what can be said for Destiny at this point. They have a pretty fixed content cycle. Um, And I don't think anything's going to be too earth shattering. If it's fun and we play through it, awesome. I'm just looking forward to having, you know, build loadouts yes that's actually really funny but legitimately there's all of these lore implications everything happening in the game excited for that i am more excited for build loadouts in game that don't require dem so yeah it's uh it is such a pain in the ass so that'll be cool yeah sometimes we feel the uh or perhaps often we feel the weight of how old destiny 2 actually is um with all of its uh, early design decisions. Who, who's developing this, Nintendo? Uh-huh, right. We refuse um, to change our ways. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's Destiny. 
what would be next for you? What are you What are you looking at this year? Something I'm interested in following. I don't know if I'm, if I'm necessarily going to pick up, but if I was going to, it would probably be this entry, the Resident Evil 4 remake. Mm-hmm. Leonic. Again, from the outside in, Resident Evil is a very entertaining uh, franchise to, to watch. Mm-hmm. I don't really care about playing it or the storyline, but it's always entertaining from a distance. Mm-hmm. I will say Resident Evil 4 is the most, the most hokey one where everything's very over the top and comical. Uh, as I mentioned, Salazar is from Resident Evil 4. So, and they're doing like all of these uh, remasters of these games. I feel like this one is going to be huge for a lot of people because right. this was a, a major entry in the franchise. Yeah, I, I haven't played too much of Resident Evil. I've played a lot of five, a little bit of six, a little bit of seven. Um, and even I know the Resident Evil 4 is the biggest in the series, right? Like this is Silent Hill 2 for Silent Hill fans. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is the namesake. So I expect this one is going to make them a lot of money and it's probably going to take off. And for people who want to watch people play through Resident Evil, I think that's going to be very much available at launch time because I don't think this one's going under the radar. Also, I like the idea that for some of these remasters or other stuff like that in general, I like the idea that it can bring new players into the space. Mm-hmm. I oh, feel yeah. like anytime a franchise releases a game, it shouldn't be, hey, everybody who already loves this thing, here's another thing. Like, I want something that's going to be able to invite new people in and get them interested as well. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm doing the opposite of gatekeeping for a franchise I do not play. Uh-huh. Everybody, come play Resident Evil. Yeah. <laughs> well you're just getting them away from the franchises you care about obviously do not touch the ones i love please <laughs> yeah i know I, I like when more people can play games and appreciate them together yeah gatekeeping is weird it really is um we talked about the remaster phase we're in right now um and going into some of the sequels you're going to see a lot of games here that have numbers after them uh but um i think yeah i would i would absolutely second that it's important to be able to get people to play these games that otherwise are completely inaccessible on old consoles you can't buy anymore or you have to just use like a virtual console or means that we wouldn't advocate for in a public podcast near replicant Um, is i think a good example of that yeah i've never had a ps3 and i was never going to get it for one game Mm -hmm. but here we are yeah, and I mean, uh, Demon Souls, obviously, another, another big example. <laughs> like, no one played that game. Um, right, but now it's on PS5 exclusively, and like, true. fuck. <laughs> yes, uh, I wish it wasn't exclusive. Um, I understand why they did it, but more people played Demon Souls Remake than the original Demon Souls. I can say, without even any scientific backup, uh, I just know it to be true. Um, so... It's nice, just, how much are PS5s now? Are they available? They probably are. I, I know. I know. There's a. We have a friend who bought one recently, and I can't imagine they're still out of stock. Production's ramped up. Speaking of production ramping up, I'm going to move a little bit quickly through some of these. Um, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Um, I. I kind of, well, I'm not going to move too fast through this. I really enjoyed the first game. We never covered it here. Um, 
But for where I was at, enjoying a kind of like adventure story game, I had a good time with it. Um, I probably wouldn't pick this up day one. There's not can that I, many can games. Can I throw on in my uninformed two cents? Sure. I've played the game, the, the first game for two hours. Hmm. I am struggling very hard to give a shit about it because hmm. I feel every five seconds they're interrupting me with something else. And I'm not really getting a chance to just play the game. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't recall the early game, so I, I couldn't confirm or can contest. I know the early segments are very cinematic focused, like there's stuff happening to you to kind of like set the um the baseline for where the story's going, but I don't remember exactly what happens there, so mm-hmm. could not uh corroborate or contest, but Overall, I think the game received pretty good reviews and um, a lot of Star Wars games come out that you just don't have to have any interest in. But this is kind of in that action, kind of like Jedi Knight space where they're they're, they're pretty fun to play, in my opinion, at least pretty fun to pay, play. Um, so I expect more of the same pretty much from that. A little bit more, more plot and all of that. Uh, next one's a big one, though. Um, Diablo 4 in June. Dave uh, feigned interest for a second and then went back to reading his newspaper. But from everything I've heard about the early coverage in Diablo 4, um, people are saying it's it's very fun. Um, Blizzard has made it very open. They allowed not just the employees to play, but they had like a friends and family event where pretty much everyone related to the employees could also play for an extended period of time. So you can see a lot of gameplay for it online now. Um, no, and it's, <laughs> no, at least as far as what I saw that got like posted on YouTube, um, people were allowed to make videos on it, but they weren't allowed to show any footage of their own. They could hmm. only show footage from, I guess, pre-recorded stuff from Blizzard. Well, I did, uh, I mean, maybe these aren't allowed I and mean, maybe these are leaks then. I don't know to what extent I would uh, contest that. But I mean, there's 40 minutes of gameplay with boss fights, sorceress, barbarian, rogue. Like maybe they weren't supposed to record it, but it's all out there and it's on it's on YouTube. So you can find it, um, which you're pretty much opening yourself up to when all these people who haven't signed NDAs are allowed to play the game. Um for anybody who is unaware, that still stands for non-disclosure ass. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's uh, You must disclose your ass. <laughs> yes. It's those chaps, I think, um, specifically. Uh, I'm not sure how I feel about Diablo. I'll let you go first. I'll, you can put down the newspaper and, and give me your brief impressions. Just put the <laughs> pipe to the side of the mouth. <laughs> I like the idea that I'm actually reading a newspaper with a pipe. I smoke indoors. What other? <laughs> I mean, I'm always somebody who enjoys uh, this type of ARPG. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like Blizzard as a company. That's Fair. pretty well stated at this point. Diablo 4 does look pretty clean and nice. Uh, for me, my money is still going to be with Path of Exile 2, which mm-hmm. visually looks like it was kind of built on the same engine. But Path of Exile has always followed a free and pay out the dick for cosmetics model um and has a much more robust and i would almost argue overly complicated system of 
uh, pathing your skill trees and whatnot. So that being said, I still grew up with Diablo, so I'm going to follow it to a degree. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see how it does. This definitely does look like their best iteration since. I don't think Diablo 3 was bad, but I don't think it was like... I don't think it blew Diablo 2 out of the water, at least right. as far as a sequel. Uh, whereas Diablo 4 does look comparatively way better than 3. Yeah. I think that's fair to say. We lost some stuff out of 2, and 3 had a lot of controversy and issues off the jump. Um, r- remarkably, the one the one I recall the most was um, how like bright everything was. People are saying this is not, not dark gothic Diablo 2 or Diablo theming anymore. This is just Overland Adventure. And somewhat infamously the developers parried that parodied that in the development of diablo 3 with the pony level where you know hidden pony place instead of the the cow level where you run around and get loot and stuff in this very bright uh, area it does seem like diablo 4 has gotten darker again um based off of what i've seen they're, they're they're going back to that old motif the things i'm looking for are gameplay interested like the things I'm scared of, battle passes, like season loops, stuff like that. The stuff I know Blizzard is putting into their games much more aggressively now. Diablo Immortal, right? Like, we can't forget the recent past. Yeah. Um, Overwatch, even. Um, And my concern is that's going to obliterate my interest in the game, and it'll just be, like, dead on arrival. Um, so... I guarantee you that they will do something like that. It's just right now they're advertising, hey, here's how cool the new spells look for like Ice Mage. And you're yeah. like, nice. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's the the hook. Because it yeah. does look really good. It looks really good. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I can't imagine Blizzard being like, but not for Diablo. We're not going to do that for this game. Uh-huh. We're not going to apply our models for every game to this one IP. Yeah, it's I, I, I don't expect a massive model shift. I think they've basically I, I, I think they actually did confirm that there would be a battle pass. But my hope is that there will be enough negative pushback in the games that have been released since then, including Overwatch, that it's not in a terrible model. I've played games with battle passes. I play Destiny. I'm willing to do it if it seems fair, but not if it doesn't so we'll see this is this is a wait and see for me um i really want some in-depth information about mechanics and crafting and loot progression and co-op and all that stuff and if it has all of it i'll probably play it if it doesn't or it has some bad things some toxic elements in here that are going to make me hate it i probably won't for those of you listening at home who are recording the time Jake does care about Diablo 4 as much as Silk Song. <laughs> That's not kidding. true. I probably That's patched it true. out with my, my <laughs> ranting as well. Uh-huh. Um, I'm sure we'll talk, even if we don't play about it, I'm sure we'll talk about it for a, a post-mortem of the launch to some degree once it comes out. Diablo 4 was shit. I didn't play it, but here are my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying it's big, right? This is one of the classic IPs. Diablo oh, yeah. really is. Um, and whether it is harming or helping the the video game space, it's important. So I think it's going to be worth talking about regardless. 
side note side note i kind of want the game manual for diablo 2 that i Mm -hmm. got from my battle chest way back i'd be willing i might look after i might look during this call to actually Mm -hmm. see if i can buy that because that would be a nostalgia trip for me yeah i know you want it in the physical form i know digital forms exist for it um they still have the battle chest, but I think it's digital now, which is less, less physical. Um, How do you feel about Alan Wake 2? So I'm one of the people who played Alan Wake, and I enjoyed it. Um, I don't know exactly where they're going story-wise, especially after um, Control, which is in the same universe. Yeah, that was weird. Not That's bad, all... but weird. Because that was only part of the DLC, right? Yes. Yeah. But they're like, hey, this is canon. Well, mm-hmm. actually, no. Even in the base game for Control, they had uh, the old gods of Asgard Yeah. tie-in. And I'm like, okay. I like that it's in the same universe, honestly. But I don't know how they're going to tie that in. I hope yeah. it's not heavily plot relevant like somehow jesse F- faden I mean, somehow I that sounds right yeah somehow is Samuel related <laughs> doctor jesse <Samuel>. hayden <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like if somehow something with her organization or even her mm-hmm. um somehow relates to alan wake's predicament this is what I fear is Alan Wake was a much more personal story. Yeah. They kind of like expanded in scope a bit over the course of it, but it's kind of like, it's kind of Cthulhu esque in how it's all, un- it all unfolds this unknowable darkness and all of this. And then control is like, we're big business, like Illuminati tier. The world well, is like fake. Illuminati SCP stuff. Yes. Yeah. And of the two, I actually like the story for control more. So that's my concern. My concern is after coming back from control, I don't know what they're going to do with Alan Wake. Uh, Gameplay wise, it'll probably be fine. It was a third person shooter with a flashlight. So I will say I played Alan Wake before control and I feel like that's the correct order to do it in. Yes. Um, Yeah. Because mechanically going back, it's just not the same. But I was surprisingly more interested than I thought I would be playing through Alan Wake Mm -hmm. as things kind of unfolded. But yeah, it's they need to add something more to it Uh by a couple degrees because the story is interesting enough. Um, But mechanically, it's like I put the flashlight on the guy. I've now switched to the gun. Uh (laughs) Okay. We've all played Luigi's Mansion, right? Uh Yeah, pretty much. Um, to this day, I'm not going to spoil it, but the ending of Alan Wake, not talking about the DLC, I never did American Nightmare, um, but the ending of Alan Wake has like a goosebump inducing like end line that makes no sense out of context. Like you, it's one of those things where it's like, man, this was such a cool moment that means nothing to people who haven't played the game. <laughs> um, I actually didn't know that you 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 played through Alan Wake. Did you finish it? Yeah. Oh. Hmm. It look looks back to previously recorded episodes. 
Oh, what's this? Alan Wake? That's weird. We, co- we covered Alan Wake. <laughs> really? I actually forgot we did that episode. Um, this is what happens when we've been here for years. That's I true. hope it wasn't like last episode or something <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> we've only been recording Alan Wake episodes for years. Oh, no. This is an Alan Wake fan show and I didn't realize. That's funny. Um, Jake, you need to become Alan Woke, okay? I guess so. Jeez. Uh, we were talking about co-op games. One of the big ones coming up, and we're, I'm through my list of games that have a month on them, and which means we're into games that very well could be pushed back higher higher frequency. But Baldur's Gate three from Larian, the creators of a little known game called Divinity Two: Original Sin, which somehow is the first and only game in the Divinity series, <laughs> as Dave nods. <laughs> Um, it's the first RPG in a very long time where I was like, holy fuck, I am really into it and invested. Yeah. Mechanically, everything's really fun. The writing is brilliant. I like the characters, the environment, the story. Mm-hmm. And like, I've always been D&D adjacent in that everybody I know fucking plays D&D and talks about it a lot. Yeah. So, Incessant. I figured I'd like Baldur's Gate 3 because it's you know, going to be a very similar thing mechanically. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm just, I'm down to play the actual game released. Yes. Because it's been in early access. I know a friend, Ian, friend of the show, uh, special special guest, Ian, has uh, played the early access. Um, but, uh, I, yeah, I haven't touched it. All I know is there's Mind Flayers, which are one of Wizards of the Coast's top enemies, honestly. Um, for interest um, and otherwise you know pretty spoiler free D is basically a system that's meant for video games which is kind of funny because it's also meant for tabletop games but it's really easy to translate it to a video game as long as you constrain the walls a bit uh, on the prop the possibilities of what people can do and skills and things like that so makes a lot of sense i'm sure it'll be good the question is going to be, is it Divinity too good or is it Divinity Or is Divinity enough? 1? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Divinity 1. Yeah, no one knows about Ooh. I was linked to the Alan Wake episode of 2020 by a resident fact checker. Two years Thank you for three. whoever did that. Yeah, three years is a long time though, right? So I don't need to remember things that old. Um. But yes, Baldur's Gate, looking forward to it. I don't know how many players it'll have in co-op. It's three or four, probably. I just, I'd assume four. Yeah. I don't know if we'll do four or if we'll get three people together for it, but I'm sure it'll be a fun time. We'll all take PTO and that'll be great. <laughs> I, I mean, my ideal group is still you, me, Jenny, and Ian. Yeah. Because I know Ian definitely wants to. Mm-hmm. We've played Divinity 2. And Jenny and I haven't played a game in a while, but I also know she's a big D&D nerd. Yeah. yeah. From what I've seen, the, the very little I've seen, a lot of it translates from D&D. So um, should help with getting in uh, to mechanics and things like that. They also just put the Divinity twist in there, which that was my fear. And that still kind of is my fear to this game, that they lean too hard into D&D, where Divinity had a really interesting magic system. Um that was more dynamic but we'll see gotta have faith um this other one i actually learned about 
while looking at a list of games coming out this year. Ghost Runner 2. Yeah, I maybe. will probably play this because I really freaking enjoyed Ghost Runner 1. And it's in the genre. It's it's basically like Hotline Miami Cyberpunk 3D for me. So that's what I want. Yeah, it's weird how like these games I can look at from a distance. I'm like, I don't know if it's for me. And then I play it for five minutes and then like you run and dash off a wall mm-hmm. and then reflect something and then murder somebody. You're like, oh, this is actually really fun. Yeah. Like they just make the gameplay very enjoyable and smooth. And then you're like, okay, now hear me out. Instead of one guy, 17 guys. You're like, mm-hmm. that seems like a lot. Like It's fine. You have some powers. You have some other things that are going to be in your way. And you can slow time. Go. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's fun piecing that together and figuring out how to get through a section. And then how to do it faster. And then realizing Jake beat your time. And you have to, you have to grind this one out a little bit. Because mm-hmm. I'm just sitting here and watching you play, and it's like Dave's in level two, and I was like, "All right, loading up level two, got to refine this." <laughs> <laughs> I like when games like that have, "Hey, here's how your other friends did on time," and I'm like, uh-huh. "Motherfucker!" Uh-huh. Um, those are my two immediate ones. I've got a lot more. Eventually, we'll probably have to start the, the ratio. I'll go faster through some of these, but some of them I want to at least remark on. Uh, but do you have a game? in your list before you seed control the rest of the episode to me (laughs) the last thing i'll say before my mic cuts off (laughs) so it's just high level things that look interesting and you can look into more about but we won't delve too much into black myth wukong i'm gonna blanket use the term souls like but Mm. looks very entertaining very fun um also i would say plucky squire is one that you mentioned to me a while back a great name yeah but it looks like it kind of uh branches bridges bridges uh a bunch of different genres it looks very fun similar to how um it takes two mm-hmm. incorporated like a lot of uh, different mechanics and mini games it just looks very very entertaining but i'll have to see more about it oh yeah yeah i'd agree for that one All right, that's it. I have control of the podcast. The mic's been cut, I think. I'm not sure. Uh, we'll, we'll see if we can get, get in there for some some later ones. Um, so we talked about Ghost Runner. Homeworld 3. Homeworld is a game I haven't played a lot of. I own the remaster for one. It's on my list of games I want to play, but I love the idea of it. I'm going to sell you on the idea of it, and then okay. hopefully this is what it turns into. It's a space... RTS, all right, I already lost most people, um, where you command a fleet that includes salvagers and things like that. You go from engagement to engagement, basically these big battles, and there's no resupply outside of what you get from the battle. So you want to build new ships, it requires you to reclaim the wrecks of enemies and literally your mothership is going to produce these new ships. If you have a particularly terrible engagement, that sucks. You're down those resources forever. Um, Really interesting idea. And the original games came out a while ago. Um, We'll see how they do with Homeworld 3, but my hope is this is the, that modern onboarding, the anti-gatekeeping, if you will, um, to 
an interesting idea that other games really don't there's not like other games like this for the most part um we'll see i feel like a lot of oh my mic does work i feel like a lot of space (laughs) games are very niche to where they fall into like they're always developed by crazy people who like really care yeah because no Mm -hmm. space game is like yeah, you're just in space and that's it. It's always, uh-huh. all right, so we have 37 recursive nested deep systems for how things work. And you're like, dear fucking God. So having a more accessible uh, version of that with actually good clean mechanics to make it interesting for people is actually a really good step. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. We have great commentary. As a, as a meta aside, I know time's k- ticking down. We've had great commentary on games that neither of us may end up playing which i think is it's perfect high effort high effort podcast pat us on the back ask me about a food i've never eaten i'll mix some shit up let's go uh next one's payday three this isn't gonna release maybe it'll release eventually but not this year remember the overwatch 2 conversation apply to payday three yeah i just don't know what they're gonna say to be like oh this is entirely a new thing to justify new game slash for everybody who spent three thousand dollars on the what's my number here let's say the three thousand different expansion packs which are like usually Mm -hmm. fairly cheap like 250 to five bucks yeah um cost a lot to get jacket and john wick in the same game though yeah like i don't know is that you're not going to carry over um so yeah for something like that i just don't know what is different between this one and that one yeah that said though payday 2 was very fun had some of its issues but like the music fucking slapped Mm -hmm. yep i'm i would second all of those and i would exaggerate that had its issues too that's the reason i'm not playing payday 2 much anymore like mechanically there are so many problems with detection and multiplayer and stuff like that legitimately (laughs) remember halo 2 are you not the host well thanks for playing (laughs) yeah you're gonna have a bad time um but despite all of that we still put a bunch of time into it i'm actually hoping they do clear the board for payday 3 what i want is enough content in the base game and then nothing to do with payday 2 um because i I, maybe that seems anti-consumer given like the content packs and yes i have jacket unlocked and payday 2 and i like that but like that system's overloaded there's too much stuff too many perk trees all this stuff make it fresh make it more up to date make the systems work make the gunplay good which was it was okay at best i think in payday 2 um and they could be onto something right not many people play games or make games where one of the primary actions is shooting police officers so <laughs> you know but i mean that in today's day and age there's nothing i want more than a good cop <laughs> shooting game <laughs> no uh joke sarcasm all of that don't demonetize us uh send in advertisement deals things like that uh next is redfall i'm not sure if this is going to come out either co-op shooter versus as vampires stuff like that we'll see um i i do not have high hopes for it i don't either it's it has a high potential low realized value is where i put it so in the same way with like back for blood people are like 
Yeah, another Left 4 um, Dead type game. And then people, the people just didn't really like it for whatever reason. Like, I thought it was fine enough, but like even at a point, I just kind of stopped playing. Yeah. So I don't know what Redfall is going to do. Where people are like, this is going to be the next big thing. I just don't see it have having staying power. Hmm. I mean, from what we've seen, and I, I, I again, th- don't think it's coming out this year. It's going to have more powers oriented classes, which is kind of interesting. Give you a little mm-hmm. bit more of that. Um, and then like decisions about how you want to approach engagements with stealth and things like that. But honestly, the trailers, when they, when they talk about things like, Oh, we're like lining up with our sniper opening, we'll have the assassin go in and kill a guy. And there's all this pre-planning and stuff like that. I go back to the division Ubisoft trailers where people were like, on radios doing all this stuff and there's a friend who's controlling like a drone with a tablet and then they're like okay i gotta go get the mail and the drone flies off and you're like wow what a great experience and the game was nothing like that right that's my fear is when you have these really detailed trailers for that but gameplay trailers gameplay trailers yes yeah um Slime Rancher 2, not going to talk about it a lot, but Slime Rancher 1 is a very fun, casual game. If you like fun, casual games, check out Slime Rancher. Uh, it'll go on sale, and it's cool. You like Harvest Moon, Stardew Valley, things like that. It's like that, but slimes instead of crops. That's the game. Starfield, I'm not going to talk about until it comes out. System Shock we said we don't have high hopes for other ones i have low hopes for system shock because i did the playable demo and the game will have needed to come so far i I think the joke i made when we did the playable demo i was like yo checks quest is hitting different Uh uh-huh yeah yeah it's it's pretty rough i applaud them for releasing it but man they're gonna have to prove that the game's come a long way since then so the wolf among us too this is a surprise for me. Um, I don't know. Check out our Wolf Among Us episode. I kind of liked it. Yeah, it's it's an interesting story, interesting universe. I would love to see where they go with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Valheim is also slated to have its official launch, which would probably be a great time. I'm getting eyebrows as though. I thought that was already out. This is coming to different. Well, it's is did it have a 1.0 launch? If so, we remove it from the list. Jake checks the scenes when he just like 3.7 release. Yeah, it's it's still in early access. Okay. So this will be the official launch. It'll have things like the Mistlands, whatever. All of that content. Um, I'm not expecting anything drastic, but Valheim was a sensation when it launched. We talked about the survival crafting games and how there's kind of been a lull. Valheim made a new thing. I had my issues with it, but this could be that game we go back and play as a group, especially if they've added a lot to it when it actually launches. Um, and my last one, ending on a high note here, Warhammer 40k Space Marine 2. I was one of five people that played the first game, and it was fun. Hopefully this one is also fun. Boom, episode that's the year i hope for your sake that they make a good warhammer game <laughs> they have and i don't know dark tide could become a better game but it does still have its good moments i'll send you a video it's very entertaining to watch full of bugs um but otherwise yeah 
40k is tough sometimes any words of wisdom for our listeners in this new year one moment <laughs> google's frantically <laughs> confucius quotes lorem ipsum dollar sit amet consectector that's as far as you get <laughs> Yeah, no, that's good. I mean, we don't want to give people too much. So much unfiltered, unbridled truth can just sear the mind. Uh, hopefully that's helpful to you guys and you guys are having a good new year. Hoping for the best. We might talk about some games that weren't even on this list if the game uh, proves itself worthy. Or we just play something that came out in a previous year and decide to talk about it. Also coming soon, actual game episodes. True. We do occasionally play games. It's very hard to find time to play games when we spend so long talking about them. But, you know, we do what we can. Yeah, um, I don't think you realize how many other podcasts we have. So, uh, cool your jets, yeah. baby. How about that? It's multiple full-time jobs. Then someday we'll get one advertiser. If you want to advertise on our podcast, because the last email I got for Soapstone was for a website that got automatically generated for us. And I could check out the sample. It didn't look bad, but I'll be honest, we kind of don't need a website. If you actually listen to this and that's where that came in and it wasn't like a mass emailing, sorry that I didn't respond, but it did kind of seem like a mass emailing, especially when it was hey space question mark. I think that's just because we didn't have a first name filled in on like our Gmail profile. So, Mm -hmm. oh, well. Uh, if you have ideas for future episodes or you're an advertiser and you want to reach out, we advertise for anything. We have no scruples, no morals. Send those in to soapstonepodcast at gmail.com or join the discussion on Facebook. Uh, if you advertise there, it's got to be, it's got to have some scruples and morals, I think. Facebook.com slash soapstonepodcast. And as always, we'll see you in the next one. Goodbye. <laughs>